Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Welcome to Mitchell Levy Presents AHA Moments. Mitchell is a thought leader, entrepreneur, and TEDx speaker who helps you think big and lead an authentic life. Each week, Mitchell gives leaders the inspiration they need to make a greater impact and share their genius with the world. Now, here's Mitchell Levy. Hi, Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert, and I'm in the midst of doing something really spectacular. In the midst of interviewing 500 humans on their credibility. These are powerful people talking about who they are, what they do, how they relate to the world, who they serve, and it is absolutely worth listening to. You're going to get a really great point of view of who they are. You're going to get ideas and aha moments and how you can present yourself better. I've taken three of those interviews, or six to 10 minutes each, taking three of those, combine them to be this episode of Mitchell Review Presents Aha Moments. Uh, please enjoy. If you like it, click on the like button and subscribe to our channel. Hi, Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert, and welcome to this special credibility episode of Thought Leader Life, where we're talking to amazing humans from around the planet on what they do and who they serve. And, and this particular episode will be no exception. Today's guest is James Wober, who is a best-selling author, international trainer, speaker, consultant, and co-founder and CEO of the Heart of the Heart of the Art of Heartful Living Institute. I almost got that, James. Uh, he, <laughs> he has over 25 years of experience in helping socially conscious leaders free themselves from old patterns and boldly embody their gifts and brilliance so they can serve as powerful change agents in the world. James, welcome. Thank you. Great to be here, Mitchell. Thanks. Thanks for, thanks for coming on. Hey, so what's your customer point of pain? What's your CPOP? Yeah, so people who want to thrive personally and professionally by living their greater vision and purpose in service to the world. Ugh. It still gives me chills when you say that. It's really beautiful. So when you say, expand on a little bit on both the people, like who do you serve, and then what are some of the things that you do? Yeah, so like you, I work with thought leaders. I work with speakers, uh, with authors, with coaches, with trainers, uh, socially-minded entrepreneurs and leaders of, of organizations uh, who really want to thrive personally in their businesses and make a difference in the world at the same time. Um, so we know a lot of uh, common friends who, who uh, are in the same business. Uh, that's, that's, their, that's what really draws them forward in life. And so typically the per people that I work with, uh, they've, they've achieved some success already in what they're doing. Uh, and they're realizing that there's something more. Uh, they realize that they're not using their gifts and their brilliance uh, in alignment with what they feel their true soul calling is. And they feel like there's more out there. And typically, uh, they, they want to go for deeper meaning in life. So I help them accomplish that. I help them uh, set up their businesses, grow their businesses to the next level, uh, so that they're both really thriving individually and making a greater impact on the world and the people they serve. So it sounds like you have a much more holistic view of helping those people you work with. Really, it sounds like on a one-on-one -on -one basis, figure out how best to position themselves and their business so that they're really thriving and living to their purpose. Yes, exactly, exactly. And I take them through a process as part of that. There's a number of tools uh, that we use in a process that we go through. 
And as part of that, we help uh, people get clear and more focused on what their vision is, what their life purpose is, how that matches with their values. Uh, we help people uh, develop essential strategies, uh, really build communication and leadership skills that will help them develop and move toward their goals. Uh, we help them remove obstacles that are getting in their way um, that are limiting the success that they can have. And also we help them create a plan uh, so that they're looking at what are the steps that I need to take to actually manifest this from a dream to more of a reality in the world. So we take them through the whole gamut, the whole process. And that's through personal uh, uh, private sessions. It's through group trainings. Uh, and also I do corporate work, organizational work as well. Nice. Very nice. Very interesting. So how, given that you're doing this, what, what actually gives you the credibility to do this? How, where, where does that come from? What's that foundation level? Yeah, so one, one of the reasons that I'm so passionate about helping other people go through the process of allowing their brilliance to come out and really thrive while doing it is because I've really lived this path before. Um, my, my, I originally started uh, more in business, uh, so I have an interesting background of both uh, business uh, background with uh, working at a business consulting firm for eight years. Uh, after that, I was actually a, a, a video, film, and multimedia producer, writer, and director. Uh, won multiple awards with that. I worked with, in that field for 10 years. Uh, actually launched a startup company uh, in the tech industry and uh, was doing that. And I loved what I was doing uh, when I first started. But I found over time that uh, I was getting more and more burned out. Um, I was doing more and more projects that really didn't speak to me on a deep level. I didn't feel like I was helping people. I actually worked on two projects um, where I felt like I was working for people who were not doing very good things out in the world. And so the whole reason that I got involved in the industry in the first place to create positive change, I felt like I wasn't doing that. Um, so basically, I, I hit this wall, uh, you know, professionally, personally, uh, was going through health problems, went through relationship problems, and I just took a step back from everything and decided that I needed to do something different in my life and get back on track. Um, so fortunately, I had already been doing a lot of uh, self-help, uh, personal development, um, exercises, uh, coursework, and so forth, and I knew that that helped me a lot. So I started doing more of that, and eventually, I actually, this is 20 years ago, uh, eventually, I started teaching more coursework myself, uh, and that led to me actually uh, starting a school with another person uh, that was basically an energy healing, energy mastery, and leadership training program uh, that we did. We had uh, six teachers taught around the world um, and, uh, and loved doing that for a while as well. And then I started getting more and more into the leadership side of things and really helping people embrace their passions and living in a way where they can make a difference in their lives and in the larger world. Um, so again, my background is, uh, I have this background with the business and that work, uh, but I found that the important thing that oftentimes people who are success-driven forget is that there's something inside here as well. There's, there's um, a soul yearning and a soul um, uh, satisfaction that's important to feed as well in life. And if we're not paying attention to what we're doing internally, then we don't do as well. And we actually end up doing more damage out in the world than good. Agreed. So how, how do you, today's world where we all have one of these and we all have one of these, 
Um, how do you actually share that credibility? How do people get to know know you and recognize I need you before they before you actually talk to them? Right, right. Um, well, first of all, just to just to speak to that, for me, the most important thing when I'm first connecting with a person is talk less about myself and talk more about them. Uh, just because I th- I really believe that people have the answers themselves. They just um, they're especially when they're shifting careers they're they're really not sure exactly what the right steps forward are. So I like to ask a lot of questions. I, I find out. No, no, I, I got you. But that's when that's once you start the interaction. Right. But before right. they see you, what is the. Oh, what did they experience? Sorry, I didn't mean, to, didn't mean to interrupt, but I, I'm really focused on how do people find you? How do they reach you? How do they know that that you're somebody they need to they need to look towards? Yeah, so I, I hang out in places where my clients are. Um, so I do a lot of uh, of live and online events. Um, I do speaking events. Uh, I'm on wonderful shows like uh, you're having me on now with podcasts, uh, you know, television programs, radio programs. For me, really speaking to um, what I do and also these important topics of finding our passion and finding work that really brings us meaning, like bringing that out in these different venues is really important. And then also following social media. Uh, so I'm involved in Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn. And again, putting that material and making those contacts out in the world as well through that. Yeah, I like it. By the way, I do agree with you. The Asking the right question or set of questions is absolutely the best way of things you do. So I absolutely love that. So we'll ask the final question and simply listen, if if you're listening to this, if you're realizing that you're not living to your full potential, that you're not delivering the value to the world that you really want to, uh, you should consider talking to James Wilbur and just hearing a story. Let him ask you some questions. Let him let yourself talk to him and see if that's a path ultimately that you may want to take on a ride together. James, how do people reach out to you? Yeah, so the best way, again, like you're saying, setting up a phone conversation, I'm very happy to do uh, so we can set up a discovery call. Uh, You can reach me and set that up through james at artofheartfulliving.com. That's my email address, so you can reach me there. You can also check out my website, which is www.artofheartfulliving.com. That's a great way to reach me. James, thanks so much for for uh, playing along, coming on the air, sharing your credibility uh, with, with the audience and, and with me. And I really appreciate that. Thanks so much. Thank you, Mitchell. Again, really appreciate what you do. Oh, you're welcome. And for those watching, uh, thanks for paying attention. Please like and subscribe to our channel, share with your friends, and look forward to seeing you at the next episode of Thought Leader Life. Take care, everybody. Bye now. Hi, Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert, and welcome to this special credibility episode of Thought Leader Life, where we're talking to really some of the world's most amazing humans talking about their credibility, and today's episode is no exception. Uh, Our guest is Ken Homer, who is the founder of Collaborative Conversations. He's a seasoned organizational development practitioner, coach, facilitator, and process artist and designer. His expertise is in helping people resolve complex challenges and create cultures of collaboration. Ken, welcome. Thank you, Mitchell. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, it's so great for you to be here. So tell me, what is your CPOP? What's your customer point of pain? Well, there's a number of them, but the number one thing I think I focus on is that um, only one in three projects comes in on time and on budget. 
So there's a tremendous opportunity for um, collaboration there. By the way, crazy that companies have projects and only one in three come in on time and on budget. Tell me, tell me a little bit more. How, how does collaboration fit and what do you, what do you do? Well, you know, I read this, this um, statistic of one in three projects coming in on time or two out of three not coming in on time and on budget. And I don't attribute that to people not having good intentions or not having good resources. Um, I think they lack certain, I'll say, conversational competencies. They don't know how to talk together in ways where they can really bring out the best in each other and be highly effective at work. So what does that mean for you, Do So you get hired to come in to companies, and obviously you solve problems in addition to, because collaboration is much more than just projects, but let's just talk about the project piece. What do you do? How does that, how do you help a company be more effective that way? Mm -hmm. Uh, The first thing I do is I teach people how to listen and I teach them how to listen very specifically by focusing on their breathing and their body so that there's a few distinctions around listening of listening for agreement, listening for when people disagree with you, listening for what's really important, where someone's passion lies, what motivates them, why they, they do what they do. And then the really, the best one for me is what I call listening for that enlivening moment. You know, if we posit that the future is always attempting to be born in the present moment, then sometimes someone will say something and the hair on the back of your neck stands up. You go, wow, wow. You know, that's something alive. Or you have a really strong reaction. Like, no, no, that's something alive too. So people miss these things all the time. They go, oh, that was just my body doing something. And I, I tie that into how can I listen very deeply to people so that I get what's being said, what's not being said, and what's really important. And then if I'm attuned to that listening at a deeper level, it becomes a lot easier to collaborate with people because I understand them from a different perspective than just work. I kind of know who they are and I know what they want to bring and what they want to get. By the way, absolutely beautifully said, very well articulated and clearly so true. The, the hair on the back of my neck was standing up. So nicely, uh, you know, I, I, I get shivers when the right thing is being said and, and I'd say 10% of the guests cause that to happen. So if you're not one of the 10%, my apologies, but if you are, you're awesome and you are awesome. So what gives you the credibility to do that? Um, experience, you know, um, I've been at this for a long time. I spent uh, a decade as one of the developers of the World Cafe dialogue process. So I was looking at how does insight travel? What makes for a good question? How can we have 500 people in the same conversation in a way that allows everyone to contribute and come up with something productive? I was also trained as a, an integral coach. I uh, had a year-long certification program. So I had that coaching paradigm of uh, I don't want to solve people's problems. That creates codependence. What I want to do is build their competencies. So I put the two of those together. How can I create a culture of conversational competence in an organization where they know how to be in the right conversation about the right thing at the right time with the right people? If I can help folks do that, then they can be way more effective than any individual problem that I solve for them. And so school of hard knocks, Lots of activity, experimentation around the world, and uh, some form of, of certificate program training. Yes. And a question that I asked myself for a long time that took me several years to answer, which was, you know, in, in um, 
the software world, there's this minimum viable product. I was looking for minimum viable set of conversations. If a team comes together and says, we need to produce X outcomes, this is our project, then is there a minimum set of conversations that they need to engage that will let them uh, produce that outcome, produce high quality results, build relationships, learn along the way, anticipate problems, and feel really good at the end? And I came up with an answer for that, that there are, in fact, four conversations that show up in any size or scope project. They might be different depending upon the context, but they show up again and again and again. And once you know them, then it gets much easier to collaborate. Nice. Very nice. So in today's world where we all have one of those and we all have one of these, how do you get your credibility out there? How do people get to see you before they talk to you? How do they get to know that they want to interact with you for mm-hmm for a huge problem that you help solve? Um, I do have a website. I've got a couple of videos up on the website explaining what I do. Um, I've written several articles on LinkedIn's Pulse, uh, so you can look up some of the stuff there. I have a blog on my website. Um, I have uh, people who I've I've worked with who are very happy to say Ken's a great guy to work with, so I have endorsements and uh, recommendations. And... um, that's basically the way that I've, I've been working and I'm really trying to up-level my marketing to get more visibility in the world because I've been pretty successful with what I've been doing so far, but I really could use some more exposure. So I'm very grateful for you to invite me on this program. Oh, <laughs> my pleasure. So, so listen, if you're either part of the management team or you're, you're one of those inside a company and you recognize that two thirds of your projects are not finishing on time and on budget, you're going to want to have Ken talk to you about what you're doing. At least find out a little bit more. Ken Homer, how do people reach out to you? Um, like I say, I have a website. You can find it under collaborativeconversations.com or my name, KenHomer.com. I'm at LinkedIn, Ken Homer. Um, those are the primary ways that people contact me. Um, other than that, if, if you know someone who knows me, which has been a big part of where I get business from is referrals. Um, but if you're, if we're not known to each other, then either my website or, or LinkedIn. Or, you know, if you do a good job, your friend Google, um, is one who could potentially find you. Yes, I do show up on Google. <laughs> All right. Hey, Ken, thanks a lot for sharing your credibility with us today. It's been a pleasure, Mitchell. Thanks. Thanks. And and for all you, thanks so much for watching. Please like and subscribe to our channel. And we look forward to seeing you at the next episode of Thought Leader Life. Take care, everyone. Bye now. Bye-bye. Hi, Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert. And welcome to this special credibility episode of Thought Leader Life, where we're talking to amazing humans from around the planet about their credibility. And today's guest is Kate Vitasek. I think I got that. Vitasic. I should Vitasic. Vitasic. Thank Close. you. Today's it's guest is one. Kate Vitasic, uh, who is an international authority for her award-winning research and vested business model for highly collaborative relationships. She has been lauded by World Trade Magazine as one of the fabulous 50 plus one most influential people impacting global commerce. That's a pretty cool title. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Great to see you. And, you know, I tried on the first name. I, I mean, last name. I tried. We'll, we'll get better. <laughs> um, Kate, what is your CPOP, your customer point of pain? Well, you know, companies have really great intentions when they go into a partnership. 
But along the way, they just don't contract for that. So they say one thing and they get something else. I, this is so, so much of a big issue and, and absolutely happens. Tell me a little bit more about uh, typically who you're working with and, and what do you end up doing? Well, most of the organizations that come to us are very large and have complex uh, partnerships that are highly dependent and they can't get out of them. So they don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater and they need to learn how to structure these relationships and make them successful. Perfect. So what does that mean? What do you, what, what do you end up doing? Well, we, uh, being a faculty member at the University of Tennessee, we uh, have um, a process we call real play. So it's not like we're teaching something and then they're role playing. They actually bring their real problem, their real partners. They bring a partner with them and they're going to learn and do. And their homework is their contract. So we're going to not only teach them, but they're going to do their contract. We're going to be helping them along the way so that they transform these good intentions into a great relationship. That's interesting. So they're doing it through the university, through courses, or how does that work? Yeah, so we have courses at the university. We have a program called our Certified Deal Architect. So think of a black, a Six Sigma Black Belt or an Agile Scrum Master. So we're teaching people the art, science, and practice and skills of how to create these partnerships. Um, but then we actually want them to do it as well. So they're actually doing their work in the field. Um, and so our class, our main class is online. So they learn and they do, and they learn and they do. And if they need a helping hand, they can, of course, hire any of our certified architects that we've already graduated. Um, and so we license some of those as centers of excellence. So people that we endorse that we know can help them be a, a helping hand to help them with their partnership. That's beautiful. So I think I got the answer to this because <laughs> it's part of what you do, but what gives you credibility to do what you do? Well, you know, we have uh, that 10,000 hour rule uh, that we've heard about from Malcolm Gladwell. Um, I probably have 20,000 hours. Uh, so the Air Force actually and Department of Defense funded our original research into why some of these strategic partnerships don't work. So we've looked at hundreds of relationships, why they don't work, why they won't work, or why they do work, and written six books on the concept. Um, so a little bit about why, when, how, um, case studies. Uh, we have over tw we have 20 case studies of companies that have actually done and deployed our case studies. Uh, and those are actually public case studies. Um, the ones who aren't public, we have even more. And so we not only practice what we teach, um, but we help you get there. And then we want to tell your story as well. Mm. Oh, I get chills. Uh, I, I like, it. and how do you go about sharing that? How do you share your credibility with the world? Um, great question. So obviously people can pick up our books on Amazon. I get tons of people doing that. Um, but really we uh, get most of ours through word of mouth and through articles. For example, um, just had an article in Harvard Business Review this past issue. Uh, so any of your fans out there who uh, subscribe to HBR have probably read that. It's called A New Approach to Contracts. So people will read our work. They'll pass it on. You know, we have a ton of people who just pass on our work, lots of open source materials. And it's through word of mouth and um, great articles and a variety of trade press. We probably do about 50 articles in trade press a year. Oh, nice. I got it. That makes sense. So listen, large corporation – uh, you you know the right stuff to do. You have good intentions. You don't always have the right contracts in place. You don't have the right relationships in place. Uh, you want to reach out to Kate Vitasic. They do okay? 
Absolutely. Fantastic. <laughs> Kate, how do people best reach out to you? Well, you can reach me directly on email or LinkedIn. I think I'm the only Kate Vitasek on LinkedIn, so it's pretty easy. So V-I-T-A-S-E-K. And if you Google vested and vested or the vested way, contracts, relational contracting, I'm going to be in your top 10 search for sure. So uh, if you want to share my email, happy to do that. Oh, so, please. Yeah. So it, it's a tough one, though, because it's my name. <laughs> so K is in Kate. Vitasic, V-I-T-A-S-E-K at U-T-K dot E-D-U. Kate at best, uh, Kate, Kate Vitasic at U-T-K E-D-U. Beautiful. Well, I, I, in looking at you and researching you, I love the way you branded yourself and things that you've done. And thanks so much for sharing your credibility with us today. Well, thanks for helping us spread the word. It's through folks like you that learn about our work and can come and have awesome partnerships. Beautiful. And, and for everyone else, thanks for joining us today. Please, hey, click the like button, subscribe to our channel, and we'll see you at the next episode of Thought of Your Life. Take care. Bye now. This is Mitchell Levy, the AHA guy from AHA That. To learn more about Thought of Your Life, go to thoughtleaderlife.com. And to learn more about creating and sharing your AHA moments, go to ahathat.com slash author, where you can also find a link to book a strategy call. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.